Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the Open Podcast with Keith and Michaela. Here we are, <sighs> laying in a sauna together right now, recording this podcast. We're going to try something a little different today. Yeah, what are we going to try, Keith? We're going to model some authentic relating practices, see where that takes us. I think why we want to do this is because this is this is a practice. These are practices that have changed and improved my life, and I'm pretty sure yours as well. And often people witness these conversations. They, in my experience, have a have a, some sort of longing of like, oh, there's another way I can speak to people that feels very connecting. I feel more seen and heard and in relational space. And usually these these are things that we've learned in courses and in different practices we do. And sometimes I think in those spaces that this is a great way to learn these practices, but they can some somewhat feel artificial. And I think my intention now would just be to just practice kind of off the cuff with you and, and just see where it leads us. I'd love to do that. Yeah, these some of these practices have really changed my life, my relationship with my parents, um, my own ability to receive, being seen and met in connection with other people. So, yeah, what should we start with? And these are practices and exercises that you can do with your partner, with your friend, with your family, um, and something we highly recommend people being able to do and practice trying on and we want to give you some examples of how you can be able to do that right and a good way to do it too is also to set some context of hey we're just going to do this for five minutes so how about we play the noticing game for a few minutes okay let's play the noticing game for two minutes Mm -hmm. so this game is called the noticing game and the context is you are invited to share things that you are noticing in this present moment experience. So you could say, I notice a sensation happening in my body and then name the sensation. You could say, I notice an emotion arising and name the emotion. Um, You could notice a story that you're creating. Um, You can notice something about the other person and you'll get a little bit of the vibe of it when we start. Anything you want to add, Keith? It can really be be just something about the space that you're in. It could be external. It's just an open range of where where your attention is going. Let's begin. (laughs) I'm noticing just starting to sweat a little bit in the sauna here. I notice my heart feels heavy and I'm feeling tired. Notice some care and, and curiosity hearing that. Oh, I notice my heart melting and feeling really cared for and loved hearing you name care. And I'm also noticing my own own grief in my, my system. I feel it kind of in my chest and solar plexus. Mm. Hearing you name grief, I make up that it is about your grandma or your 
or your partner and I feel contracted and like, oh my God, was there something I wasn't tracking? Have I not been supportive enough? Should I have focused more on Keith's grief and invited him to share? Was I being selfish in our conversations all day? <laughs> I notice some humor and I also notice feeling, yeah, I notice feeling cared for and I notice wanting to put you at ease. Tell you has nothing to do with you. <laughs> mm. uh. I notice wanting to give you a space to really be with your grief and feel into it as much as you need to. Uh, hearing that, I feel my just whole system kind of relax and drop a little bit. Mm. I notice my left foot feels like there's a breeze blowing on it. Noticing feeling a little constrained because I have a story if I move, it's going to make a lot of sound on the podcast. Oh, I feel so turned on and opened right now hearing you name something that is actually here in the moment that's not uh, scripted in some way. <laughs> I notice curiosity as if we've been, have we been scripting things? Well... I notice feeling defensive, <laughs> wanting uh, to explain. Uh, mm. I'm noticing how, like, how easeful it is to, to speak this way. Notice a settling in my system and a slight wishing that we never talked any other way. <laughs> Anyone in the world. <sighs> I notice I didn't set a timer. <laughs> uh, I bet it's been three minutes, not two. I notice not wanting to stop. Oh, I notice feeling glee and like mm. safety that. I, it's not vulnerable for me to not want to stop because you don't want to stop either. I notice, no. Oh. <laughs> I, I know that I'm just noticing like appreciation that we're both like laying down with our heads close to the phone. It's like we're around a little. Like when the power goes out, you only have one light or something. And I was feeling close to you while we we're both laying on our backs. I noticed feeling down with the noticing game. I noticed feeling frustrated. <laughs> uh, I noticed feeling more invigorated by the noticing game. I noticed having a story that people would fucking love to sit around and just listen to us play the noticing game. I was desiring this was a video podcast. I noticed wondering if that's because we're naked. <laughs> ah. Suddenly very aware of my nakedness. Hearing that, I noticed the sensation of my arm on my belly and my skin on skin. Huh. Hmm.
not noticing anything right now. I notice stillness. Notice that you're not responding to my hand gesture. I notice opening my eyes hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next we are going to do something called What's That Like? And this is a game where it's kind of an invitation to get present to the layers beneath what we're most present to in the moment. So if we're present to a sensation happening in our body, um, and then we are in inquiring further what that's like, it tends to take us to a place of like very trancy nothingness and through many layers of other shit in the way between us and nothingness. Hmm. So we're going to play that game now. Great. <sighs> Kayla, what's, Keith. what's on top? Feeling contracted in my solar plexus and sadness in my heart. And as the receiver, I'm just kind of taking that in for a breath. And then I ask, and what's that like? It's like my soul is being crushed. Mm. And what's that like? I feel like I'm going to die. Mm. And what's that like? Scary and alone. And what's that like? Familiar. And what's that like? Sad. What's that like? It's like tears running down my face and in, in a dark room. What's that like? It's like remembering the pain of my past. What's that like? It's like fear that I'll never move out of my old patterns. What's that like? Terrifying and like freezing in some way. I feel frozen. Mm. What's that like? Fucking frustrating. Mm. Infuriating. What's that like? Mm, embarrassing. What's that like? Well, shame. being covered in a really heavy blanket and being pinned down and wanting to get up and you can't. What's that like? It's 
like I don't want to play this game anymore. Side of this image of like onion being peeled, you know, getting mm. getting to the deeper layer. Mm. What was it like for you? I feel seen and reflected hearing your words. It felt really good. I'm like, wow, life is really simple. I wish we just talked in these like weird formulaic ways and we didn't have to read between the lines and there was just really clear direct communication. And I knew what was happening in someone else's nervous system all the time and just could be like, okay, I feel available to be with that or not. My turn? Would you like to have a turn, Keith? I do. Oh, okay, great. I'd love to give you a turn. So, taking a moment to switch our roles. Do you have a turn? To make some noise in the sauna. <laughs> what's on top my grandmother hmm. what's that like there's a mix of feelings present what's that like feels a little bit confusing. Mm. What's confusion like? It's like I... It's like reaching for something. Like, uh, mm. which way should I feel? What's that like? Actually, feels that feels relieving to say that. Mm. It's almost like saying it. I realize I don't have to choose. I can maybe feel both. Mm. The like, there's you know the pain of losing someone that you love, and and also it's like the relief of she's able at 103 to let go and transition and what's that like the word the feeling the word that comes is almost almost like celebratory mm. and what's celebration like it feels like a like an honoring it's like I don't know why I'm picturing almost like a graduation which is like well done like 
Good life. Did it. And what's that like? It suddenly made me kind of self-aware, like, what will my death graduation be like? Wow. And what's that like? I'm suddenly remembering an intense experience I had on ayahuasca. Mm. Where I was like at a funeral and there was like one of my like most beautiful songs I know, this like piano piece. And I was just like, oh, what a beautiful song. I want this at my funeral. Mm. And then I realized it was my funeral. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What's that like? It feels peaceful. I feel peace in my system. What's peace like? It's like a longing. Like today when we were sitting on that big ledge on the castle with like that hundred foot drop to the rocks. <laughs> I was just like okay. Caveat, I'm not suicidal, but there was just this feeling of like huh, it's all it would take. A little leap and then peace. I was thinking the same exact thing <laughs> and I was thinking about sharing it with you and I didn't because I was like, Michaela, you're so dramatic all the time. Like, give Keith a break from your system. But I wanted to be like, Keith, mm. I just noticed there's a part of me that's like, what if I just jumped off of this right now? It's not even suicidal, right? But I literally yeah. was like, I could just lay here and roll off and all my mm. bones would be crushed mm-hmm. beneath this this wall on these rocks and like I, there's a part that's like huh what if like what would that be what would that be like but yeah. I love you naming that and yeah. I was feeling it and mm. I love that you were feeling mm-hmm. it and I really wanted to tell you it oh, and then I felt scared of my like hysteric process that's just like really dramatic yeah. And I was like, dude, Michaela, you're a lot for people. You don't always have to be yeah. like, what if we just jumped off here right now? <laughs> yeah, I was in the same space. I just, I think it was something about, you know, my grandmother passing today and, mm. and, and just, and knowing like she had, there was, she would verbally say the last years, you know, she's like, I want to go. And she was, you know, she was struggling with dementia and, and it was painful to watch, but like the body would really hold on. Her, yeah. bo- her body, right, like, wouldn't let her go in a way, yeah. and I know it's all connected, but and then there was just that moment out there of, like, oh, it's quite easy. And I actually, in that moment, I, I don't know if I shifted back from the edge a little bit, like, I had my feet dangling off, and I moved back, like, a uh, foot. Just to be, like... And she was like... <laughs> she was like, yeah, it was a bit of an enactment. Like... Wow. And, uh... Hmm. 
anyway it feels good to know that we're interesting that we're in like the same wavelength and like feeling somewhat morbid or I don't know what the word would be but and like hesitant to share it Mm -hmm. like ah there was like so much relief in that too I mean we we went on a walk and we were talking about a you know number of heavy things and relationship and life and and uh and I think even both of us as both of us are committed to personal growth and development and like really looking at our shadowy painful parts like it's uh I don't know just like a matter like oh this is an option <laughs> and uh oh, right. <sighs> mm. I feel like I'm, I see this desire of like I really want to like turn this around somehow and like share my actual thoughts about suicide and like turn um, this around meaning like, like I feel like I'm like saying I feel like I feel like I'm I'm somewhat saying like promoting that as an option to get out of pain suicide? I, yeah I mean it's definitely an option to get out of pain it is an option I'm not sure how effective it is I haven't yeah. killed myself yet yeah but like who knows is my short answer yeah. might be I'm not gonna say it's not I'm not gonna say it is Yeah, for di- like different takes from like teachers and stuff that I am, um, uh, you know, some will say that like the karmic lessons that you have in this life, if you decide to exit in that way, will just you know be brought to you tenfold in the next life. Oh, really? Interesting yeah. perspective. And, and I've also heard other perspectives that it's like a reasonable choice. Same. Unbear- it's almost like. When you're playing poker and you get like a really crappy set of cards and it's like okay i'm just gonna fold here before i yeah and take the next hand yeah i'm definitely not promoting yeah. this but there are some spiritual teachers who think that it is like a restart button you know a reset button and then in the way i relate to it is that i was very suicidal for many years mm-hmm. And I had many friends who actually successfully, I don't want to say successfully, but effectively killed themselves. And, um, and you know, there were a lot of feelings in me about it. But at the end of the day, I actually really do view it as a personal choice. Mm-hmm. I'm really like, you know, I'll have my own feelings about it. But if someone wants to do that, I don't think it's anyone's choice other than, that, than themselves. You know, if someone's paralyzed, if someone has a uh, illness, you know, even if not, I, I just don't think other people should get to tell you what to do. Um, I'm happy to talk with people who are wanting to do something like that and su- suggest to them why they should stay here. But at the end of the day, like, who fucking really knows what happens? I'm open to the reality. I'm open to the reality that we, you know, someone kills themselves and you wake up in this other dimension and people are like wow you finally found the cheat code Mm -hmm. you suffered for so long the whole time we were just waiting how long you would suffer for on that earth place that's just like a hellhole that's just one reality I would argue could be possible Mm. what do you think of that Uh, I I just I feel like all this like contraction in my system Uh there's just all this part of it that's like no like there's always um there's always a chance for a change and 
And I'll say, like, I think one of my greatest fears is, because what you say is it's everyone's right. It's like, that's one thing you take away from, like, a prisoner, right? Mm. Is he no longer has the right to even end his own life. Wow. Um, and so I, and it's, I think it's connected to, like, a, with also, like, confinement fear of me and, and the, uh, the, you hear, you know, these stories of the CIA agents or whatever that would take their, um, like, have a, a tooth with cyanide in it, right? So you yeah. know if you were, because, like, and, and you'd capture someone, you'd immediately, like, try to rip their tooth out yeah. if you were on the other side. And, and, uh, so, so I agree. It's like everyone should have that as part of their. But is it people's right? Because, like, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Is that true? Which doesn't make sense. I'm not sure what that means. It's illegal. I can. I to know. try to kill yourself or to kill yourself? Yeah, you could technically, like, you, if you try to. <laughs> it's very confusing. If you, don't know, like, if you try to kill yourself and you fail, technically you can be prosecuted. Wow, from the state? Uh-huh. I don't It probably is different state to state. So I, it's not even a right. You said we take it away from prisoners, but, like, we never had it. They never right, had it in the first right. place. And you're... It's just, like, you know, in prison, they take away all your opportunities to even get the tools you need, where here you can still go get the tools you need or find a big bridge. But yeah. um, I would listen to this beautiful podcast on Sam Harris. He had two individuals. I don't remember their name, but they'd just written a book about, like, end of life and stuff like that. And the whole concept of... Euthanasia came up, and how actually it is illegal. Like in America, there's nowhere in America where someone can administer drugs that will end someone's life. Um, there are loopholes where, like, while you're still lucid, you can access those drugs, and then like potentially take them yourself. Hmm. However, most people, by the time they get to the point where they got the drugs, well, where they might want to make that choice. Like, the, the laws are such where, like, they literally have to pick up the pills and put them in their mouths themselves. Otherwise, anyone administering those pills could be... Prosecuted for murder? Mm-hmm. Totally. So it's, like, kind of... So it's really twisted. Um, There's a Netflix documentary called How to Die in Oregon. Ah. Uh, that is about... Uh, phys- I believe the term is physician-assisted suicide. Yeah. And I thought it was legal in Oregon, but I'm not actually sure. We, we could look it up. I know that was a place where there was some controversy. But it could be that the physician can provide the drugs, but they can't give them to you. You know, like what you're talking right. about. And just a sidebar, there was something going around Twitter. Again, I don't know the accuracy, but a woman in Canada, uh, she was disabled in some way, and she was requesting, like, a, one of these lifts that, like, can take you from floor to floor uh, to bring your, your wheelchair or whatever. And it was, you know, these are quite expensive. And so the government wouldn't pay for it, but they offered her euthanasia instead. <laughs> So, people critical of the Canadian government really jumped on that one. Wow, that is... It's cruel. That's very cruel. Uh, We're laughing to discharge yeah. the discomfort. <laughs> uh, that's fucking dark, dude. Yeah. Damn, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, they offered her euthanasia instead of paying for a like wheelchair lift. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This dystopian world Oof, we're in now. Very. Uh, I'd oh. say we wrap it up here, but yeah. that we use this segment for a suicide podcast in the future. Agreed. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Open Podcast. If possible, we'd love your feedback, comments, suggestions on whatever platform that you're listening on. We're also always open to 
suggestions about things that you would like us to talk about. If you're interested in finding out more about what we're up to, Keith's website is awakenintimacy.com. Michaela's is liberatefromsuffering.com. And on both of our pages, you'll find links and information to the company we started, the Open Institute. We have a series of events coming up in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, We'll be offering an entire series of workshops the first two weekends in March. And we also have our very first online course, a three-hour open, Authentic Relating Meet Sexuality, on February 15th. So check us out, reach out with any more questions, and thank you for listening.